wait is over, my friend. Oh my goodness. The long wait is over. It is at long well, last another episode of Godfather. How long's it been, Mr. Long? Uh any idea? It has been since February. Okay. Because, we were rolling. Uh, we, we were we were we, we were consistent. Yep. There was no consistently inconsistent. We were we were doing it. Yep. We had a schedule and then yep. and then COVID happened. <laughs> and then we've been reeling ever since. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh so uh tonight listeners, thanks for sticking with us. I noticed that uh the Facebook page is still getting lots of love in our hiatus, so hopefully you've had a chance to get caught up on all your episodes. Yeah. As, yeah. Uh, now we end up uh season three, episode five, talking about acceptably bored. Okay. And boredom. Uh and uh Obviously, I think uh, boredom's been in the news a little bit more lately uh, since we're all sheltering in place. Uh, and so what exactly is acceptable for boredom and what is not acceptable? That is our topic tonight. So to get us started, let's go back to a good old-fashioned quiz. Hot seat. All right. Hot seat. Hot seat. Greg, you are in the hot seat. Question number one. All right. The director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases is Anthony. Looking for the correct pronunciation. Uh, I don't know if that title is that Dr. Fauci. Is that who that is correct? To? Yes, Dr. Right. Anthony Fauci. Good job. Good. All right. Um, what does COVID nineteen stand for? Hmm. Well, coronavirus, but I, the nineteenth strain within the mix of <laughs> oh, it's it's much easier than you think. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, the co stands for corona. The okay. vi stands for virus. D for disease. And nineteen is the year it started. No, I see. That's the part I couldn't have pulled from. That is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, Learning something at the same time that I'm, I'm in the hot seat. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Can you name one of the top Netflix shows for the month of March 2020? Can you just Friend. name one of them? That Friends. One? Nope, not Friends. Okay. I like a, a new one. Like any, uh, these are the top 10 most uh, downloaded and watched shows in, Stranger in, Things. Stranger Things was number five. Okay. Um, kind of the uh, all the rage right now is this show called Tiger King. Yes, uh, Murder Mayhem and Madness. That came in at number eight. I was oh. I thought that'd be number one. Number one is this show called Love Is Blind. Uh, number two, Elite, and number three, Crash Landing on You. So hmm. uh, those were the top three shows in March. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, number four. As of April 6th, 43 states and Washington, D.C. have issued stay-at-home or shelter-in-place directives for all residents to help contain the spread of the deadly virus. That's about 300 million Americans, uh, more than 90% of the population, under orders to stay indoors. Can you name the other seven states that have not issued these huh. orders yet? No, probably. I, I uh, is 
Can is there a partial even? Like I'm not sure North Dakota is fully done a shelter in place. Uh, that is correct. North Dakota is one of the seven. Okay. Um, Wyoming. Wyoming, yes. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about this one. Well, I wasn't about those either. But uh, uh, would Montana is that within the seven? Uh, Montana is not one of the seven. Okay. No. Um, give me one more. See if you can give me one more. One more. I. How about Nevada? No, they gotta have like with Las Vegas and stuff. Um, I don't know. Tennessee, random. Nope. Uh, Iowa, Nebraska, Arkansas, South Dakota. Although that might have changed. Uh, Utah, Wyoming, and North Dakota. Okay. So Iowa. That surprised yeah, me. Yeah, Iowa. Yep. Yeah, they made the news uh, early on in it, and they just you know, held firm that they didn't want to do it. All right. True or false hand sanitizer is equally as effective as washing your hands with soap for 20 seconds. Equally. Uh, no false. That is false. Yes. Uh, washing your hands with soap. Uh, the detergent is actually, um, much more effect, uh, effective than uh, hand sanitizer, although hand sanitizer helps when you're in a pinch. So, um, yeah, if you have nothing go, yep. that's what you need to do. All right, number six, the first week of April, actor John Krasinski, known as Jim from The Office, launched a new YouTube show with the acronym SGN, which stands for? Oh, I should know that. I haven't seen it. Have you seen that? any uh, of it yet? Yeah, I watched episode um, two. It was great. S, say, say it again. S-G-N. S-G-N. It's it's like something good now or, or something. Is it very good? Very close. Yeah. I don't know. Some good news. Some good news. Okay, I knew it was very positive and popular and yes. well done. Do you but, know who his first guest was? Uh his his partner was it? Nope, it was Steve no? Carell. First guest oh. was Steve Carell. I watched the okay. second episode, uh, and uh, he does this basically tribute to this little girl who really wanted to see Hamilton and didn't oh. get to go. And so yeah. the whole Hamilton cast sang one of these songs for her. I heard that. Zoom. Yes. That's, so good. That's great. <clears throat> All right. that, is that on YouTube or somewhere as well then? Or where? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you get it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Number seven. Uh, we got two questions left. Number seven, true or false leisure boredom is a severe risk. Leisure boredom. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know. False. It's actually true. Some, some psychoanalysts believe that boredom, if it becomes entrenched, can become a neurotic condition called alisosis. Because many have not encountered this kind of boredom before, they may be worse at managing it. Severe boredom has been reportedly linked to a host of problems, including gambling, reckless driving, self-harm, alcoholism, substance abuse, depression, suicide, and, uh, and the like, even homicide. So if they have that, I'm just trying to process that completely, then that could lead to because I'm so bored, then I'm going to gamble or whatever. Right. That right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. They uh, they need to do some. We'll talk about a little bit more where that might be coming from. And then the last question, which of the following symptoms has not been confirmed as symptomatic of COVID-19? Difficulty breathing, dry cough, runny nose, pink eye, diarrhea, boredom, fatigue, sore throat, or loss of smell? Uh, pink eye. That is incorrect. Boredom is not a symptom. Okay. If you're bored, 
you got you. good news. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have COVID necessarily, but if you have any of those other things. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's listen to the rest of this episode. And we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, listeners, we hope that this is not boring for you, um, that this uh, helps you in your uh, leisure boredom. Uh, uh, this is, uh, again, it's it, not a boring topic, even though it's boredom, uh, I yep. think. Uh, we found some pretty interesting articles out there, which we'll talk about in a second. But first, I want to hear what you did, Greg, when you were bored as a kid. Yeah. So... Uh, and again, this will kick us off when we get into the content area pod fodder. But uh, one of the articles started with what I resonated um, to the narrative of a mother, typically, at least a parent. It was my mother that would say when I would whine and say, I'm bored, I don't have anything to do. And like, you need to go and find something to do type of thing. So if I was bored, uh the couple things that I like to do, one of which was uh, when I was really young, play records. And as I got older, I liked to, um, it was kind of DJ like, I suppose it was early mixed tape, Boom. something along those lines. I, I enjoyed that. I, I was, um, we would get the storybook records that would have the stories that were narrated with parts from clips from the movies. For example, Star Wars, I got that. And then they would have um, pictures that would go along with it. So I would spend some time listening to those things as well. So that was one thing. And then the other thing kind of tied into it uh, because living in that um, imaginary world a little bit was action heroes. So, again, love the Star Wars guys, but G.I. Joe and some Marvel superhero guys, we had those. And just creating epic battles in your Legos and blocks and things along those lines. That's what I would most often spend my time doing. How about you? Uh, yeah, so um, I would create very um, intricate games in my head, um, w- usually playing a sport or two. So um, okay. if I didn't have uh, you know my brother to play with or a friend wasn't available, you know this was long before. I mean, I had video games, but if if I was just you know needing to get outside. Um, I would <laughs> see if I can explain this. I would go out to the to my driveway and I would play basketball. Um, I I would create a roster in my for myself. So there was uh, five different NBA personalities that I could be okay. uh, taking the shot. So um, let's you know say I'm taking a long distance shot. You know my point guard or my shooting guard would be taking that you know, someone like Michael Jordan or, you know, Reggie Miller or something like that, or, uh, or John Stockton or whatever, um, you know, back in that day. Yep. So, uh, so if that person made the shot, then I would, I would keep track of that person's points. Um, so then if I missed it, then, you know, I would run and I'd get my own rebound and I'd put it back in. And then, you know, David Robinson or Carl Malone would get those points. Okay. And not only that, but I would keep track of an opponent that I was playing. Again, these are all just like I'm playing against myself, um, yeah. you know, and I had an invisible opponent that I would then. So then I would keep track of this, these scores all the way up until a certain amount. 
and and then I would go and I'd write it all down and I'd keep track of like an entire season. Wow. Um, Just, just all to myself. (laughs) Did you, I'm just going back to that example that you gave, like, were you a part of that group, those those guys that were playing? So it was, it, it was, or where did you become them? So like when Robinson got the rebound, so the guy shot, you did you ever get the rebound? So it was Keith Long nope. who Mm-mm. no Keith Long, Long was never involved. Never involved. No, it was all it was all my all right. my yep. favorite players of the day. Got um, it. I I I was purely just the vessel. <laughs> did you did you did you lose or like? Well, one of the teams you, would lose, but of course I was biased, so yeah. I knew which. T- <laughs> but then, but then seriously, like what would happen is like somebody would get hot that I didn't necessarily like or want to get hot, you know, um, it just kind of depend on when the shots were falling. And and sometimes it would be for the team that I wanted to win. And then other times it would be the other team. (laughs) So So you needed overtime or exactly, you know, yeah. And I, and and it wasn't just basketball. I did this for baseball too. We, I, I would get tennis balls and we had a garage door that had like boxes and like, um, you know, like quadrants, I guess. And so I knew right where the sweet spot was. And of course I'd always be the pitcher and, um, you know, and I'd just be pitching and trying different things, trying to get it into the, the sweet spot. And, uh, so I'd keep track of my pitching stats, but then when that got boring, I started, um, I started introducing fake hitters who would, (laughs) would get hits off of me i don't know but yeah. it, it was all in my imagination it was just wow. it was just all like oh you know um kirby pocket just got a double i got yeah. you know now there's there's one out and a guy on second i gotta get out the next guy you I, know i have <laughs> never heard well I, you know we've, we've all kind of done that a little bit but not to the Mr. Long, you've taken it to a whole other level. Well, and and I don't know if my older brother's listening, but with the basketball, we created the Long Basketball League, the LBL, and we <laughs> we did this for years. So it wasn't just me; he did it too. And, okay, and he kept track then, of guys, and and I still remember our very first season. You know, and and we and this was before we played fantasy sports or anything, but we yeah. would we would draft. We'd do a draft. Um, wow. you know, a snake draft and whatever yeah. we, and we created all these different teams and I, I'll never forget, like he had, do you remember the basketball player, Mark Macon? No, I don't. Yeah. Don't so this recall. random guy, but like, he just made all the, like whenever Kevin was Mark Macon, uh, he would just score like bundles of points. <laughs> <laughs> it just he'd hit all these three pointers and it was just you couldn't stop mark making um so uh yeah it wasn't just me although I, I probably started it and then or maybe he maybe the two of us started it and then we just kind of brought it in i don't i don't remember but uh but we did lbl for geez two or three two or three summers that's great. I, I love that you that you even named the league. Oh <laughs> yeah, we had. Right it. Yep, I found I found it. I, it was in this uh, folder, and I found the folder a couple of years ago. And, oh. um, it was in you know pencil starting to fade, and I you know I took a picture of it and sent it to, to wow. my brother, and we had some good, good, good reminiscing. So, so clearly never bored. No, never. All right. So, 
talk about like where did this this topic come up for you? And I mean, and, and was it clearly being sheltered or because I think we need to define as we get into these articles. There's this piece about what we think boredom is, a definition or whatever, and yet some of these articles were the positive side of it. I mean, that's what right. we want to try to be able to get toward is we, we want to be bored. We want to have a pause and spend some time. So talk about that a little bit. Well, I think um, before boredom was the thing we avoided or our you know kids would want to avoid or um, – you know, it was kind of like it, productivity was was the the name of the game in America, and the yep. more productive you were, the more successful you were. So therefore, just always be producing, always be productive. Um, then the shelter in place thing hit, where you had to stay at home, and you like all of life was shut down, and there was no distraction, no, nothing else you could do other than just stay indoors and try and juggle, you know, all these responsibilities. And it was like, I remember thinking, you know, at, at first, oh, you know, stay indoors. Like I'm going to get all this reading done and I'm going to be, you know, um, yeah. able to like lean into this, like all this time. And, and it, it kind of hasn't happened yet <laughs> like, you know, like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing two full-time jobs at once. You know, my wife's schedule has drastically changed, and um, and so it's just it's been um, it's it's production without the that those choices of leisure. You know, where oh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this other thing, um, yeah. and yet we keep you know I keep hearing you know oh, I'm so bored, or you know I think there is a, there is a part of the population that is bored because they can't you know play sports or they can't watch sports or they can't. You know, so what are we supposed to do with with that? Um, uh, so yeah, I think it's like boredom is almost. I almost found myself like missing those times when I could, you know, almost schedule boredom or like um, take my mind off of certain things and put it onto other things just to give yeah. your brain a break. You know, right? Right. Um, and and it's just it's it's total. This is a totally different world now where. Um, I feel like we, we don't really have those, the same kind of choices. No. So to go down the path a little bit, and I forget, I, I apologize, I forget the name of it, but you, I'll call it a retreat. But, you know, when you've gone in seclusion, if you will, yeah. and, um, you know, and we've talked about that a little bit before, because I cannot seem to calm my brain down. I, I can't, I can't get it to the level of, um, one of these articles, it was great. It was just about letting your mind sort of wander, just just shut it down and let it let it go where it, where it, it's intended to go or wants to go, rather than it's kind of counter to mindfulness. Is you're it's supposed to be present in that moment, and when those things enter your mind, whatever those things are, it's like nope, I recognize you, but go away. I'm focused right. on breathing. Right. Right. So maybe describe a little bit because I've never experience nor i'm concerned that i ever could have that quiet time that you've experienced a couple times yeah so they're called um hermitages oh yes and uh you go you go on hermitage uh to uh i go um to pachaman terrace in isanti minnesota they have uh individual you know um non-electric cabins basically okay. yeah uh, and you know nice big picture window and you can just sit and just 
you know, take in creation. They've got walking paths and, um, and yeah, and it's a place to, to practice, yeah, staying in the moment and mindfulness and prayer and quiet. Just, we, you know, I would just call them silent retreats. You know, you, okay, you, yeah. you don't have to talk to anybody. Uh, you kind of take this vow of silence and it's just a time for you to just pause and just be, you know, totally in the moment. Uh, and it does take a little while for your brain to stop, um, you know, working, uh, so hard, um, you know, making all these different connections. Uh, but eventually you do, you kind of slow that, um, that pattern down a little bit. You slow the, slow the brain waves a little bit enough to the point where you're able to just kind of, um, reflect and do nothing and and do nothing very happily sure um, instead of oh i'm not doing anything well, i got to make sure that i'm doing something and i'm filling this time up and you know it's 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 like um anxiety less nothingness you uh, know uh yeah. where again in in the world um you know you have to be really disciplined and and, and self-assured to you know be okay with not doing anything mm-hmm. um you know what if somebody walks in and sees that i'm I'm just sitting here, you know, or I'm, or I'm, or I'm reading or even, you know, yeah, like, yeah. um, to, to be able to be like, no, this is actually, you know, just like we, in that sleep episode, I would, you know, that talked about like how napping is actually like really, really super, you know, healthy and productive for your brain yeah. um, to, to take those, those breaks and kind of hit the reset button. Uh, so is boredom. Yeah. Because they say that, uh, boredom is, is, um, when your brain is able to then make some of those connections and, and sleep to the same effect is kind of doing the same thing where it's, right. you know, kind of offline, but not, um, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, but it's that, it's that unthinking wandering mind, uh, where, yeah, you're just kind of, you're alone and you're, and, and, and you're just like, okay, now, now what? Um, right. And then it's, it's not, not, you know, now we, we don't have much of that because we have these little things called, you know, smartphones uh, that we pick up and, you know, you just immediately try to engage your brain in something else. And, and what their researchers are saying is don't do that. Like, it's not good for you. Um, it, it's okay to do that occasionally, but, you know, to also give yourself some, some time to just wander <laughs> You know, yeah. Um, well, so the, our main article, the Manoush Zamarodi, and she is now the host of the TED Radio Hour, and she wrote, I think it's called Bored and Brilliant, um, a couple years ago. But she has, she's being interviewed in this article that we that we read. Why being bored is sometimes the most productive thing you can do, and she talks about because you, you you never, as we're learning, and you mentioned with sleep, you're never, your brain is never off. It's always going. But a line that she had said was that it and you just sort of mentioned it, too, with this hermitage deal is that you quiet your brain. So the part that's constantly talking all day long and going and going and going can be quieter than the other part of your brain, whatever that looks like. And she didn't go into any science necessarily with it, but it's it was about that's when the creativity can come through. It's not when you like sit there and go, I'm going to be creative now or I have to do this like just just be still be calm um uh serenity peace yeah. you know i those words come to my mind a little bit more than because boredom has got a bad rap 
because of again you you mentioned it is you're like we've got to be productive you got to be doing something and we don't see that as i'm just sitting here and i'm, I'm thinking right i, and you, I call you, it um i call it percolating ah i like that um when, yeah. when i'm writing a sermon uh you know i usually spend the first part of my week uh you know taking in information and gathering information and then uh and then I, I usually take a day and I don't even look at anything and I let my brain kind of start to percolate a little bit and, and sure. just, you know, simmer, if you will. Um, yep. And then I start to interpret and I start to, you know, maybe get some different pieces together. But then I always, you know, and, and obviously sleep, getting enough sleep is, is, you know, the automatic making, you know, that that is where a good chunk of that creativity comes from. But um but you know, trying to get out for a walk or just engaging my brain in different things, and and that's where again, like I don't know, you know, like in writers, probably um, any writers uh, doing any sort of like uh, creation, you know, would agree. Like you, you're always working in a sense mm-hmm. because even that downtime, you're making connections and you're revising and you're, you know. It's yeah. just, it's just constantly in. So I like worked into my contract when I started this call to say, I, I, I can't preach every week. Like I need to give my brain at least one week off from yeah. that process because it's exhausting yeah. uh, to at least to do it. You know, I have a lot of high expectations for myself. So, I mean, I, um, you know, I take that very seriously, but I also like those, that rest, that Sabbath for my brain is just, it's so essential. Um, yeah. It's, it's the mental, it's heavy lifting. It's your mind, heavy lifting. I mean, when we've done work, when I was a curriculum specialist and we'd be doing work that you're like, really, you're talking about standards and lessons and like, yeah. And when you're processing that in a creative fashion and making it engaging and valuable and whatever, it is draining. And so we would really front load. You you do a lot of that work before lunch because you are spent by the time that you know you're still working, but you're not doing that heavy mental lifting right. that you're referencing. Um, and so, I, I I mean, there's a, there's a lot of value in what you're saying, and and being able to seek out that pause or that boredom, like like they're talking about, and, and it, it's really again some more terms that that stuck out is this like self-regulating your you know what your time like okay i know how to i'm going to go to this space and i'm going to use this spot to be able to think or just have it quiet or or everything and so when you go off to those hermitage areas like that is intended to be just that so the challenge would be how do you do that in your daily life or at least weekly right right well and that's where again i think where this topic has had increased significance for me is okay the world is just turned upside down and all of our routines are out the window and all of our social interactions are you know absent uh at least the the regular way we would interact and 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 it's okay so um where do i factor in that time to uh to just be you know where do i how am i going to do this uh you know it's, it's it is creating those new routines and it's um, it's pretty daunting, overwhelming uh, to do that in a in a time where um, you know this this great pause, the shelter in place, the you know like it's it's forced on you like that that uh, again it's not it's not necessarily boredom being forced on you, but a completely new routine 
you know, that you didn't have a choice in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't get a chance to like, you know, cause normally when you make a choice, like you're going through, okay. Um, the pros and cons, right. And you're like, okay, if, if I make this choice, then I'm going to be prepared to do this and make sure that, okay, I won't be able to do this anymore. You know, right. And you're like constantly doing that. And then you make the choice. And then some of the things that you plan for, you know, actually happen and some things are unexpected, but this it was just like boom deal with it you know um right, right. And, and it's just it's taking it for me it's just it's taking my body mind and spirit a, a little while to like one grieve the old world um, yeah you know and putting in the the work there um and then start strategizing and and thinking on what's coming um and that's so it's always been a struggle for me to just to be in the moment uh whereas in you know, pre-COVID world, I'd kind of finally started to figure that out and I was able to be yeah. in the moment and I was I was yeah. doing well. And then, you know, everything just gets uh, blown up. And then, and again, kind of back to where do I, where do I bring this in? How do I, how do I make this in? And yeah, um, well, I think that's, that's your somewhat natural progression and you were, you were thrown into a crisis. We were all thrown into a crisis, as you said, and now handle it. What, what do we do? And, and in my career, we're now teaching and learning in that fashion. And we were able to control quite a few things, maybe too many. And, and now we can't, we can have the lessons, but it's now parents are at home or the kid has to, what's sometimes seen as the kid is teaching himself. So how do I lay that out and think about it differently? And, and we've had enough weeks that have gone by. This is uh, again, one of our, our articles was six things you can do to cope with boredom at a time of social distancing in the positive way. And one of the, the first ways was, you know, reframing. It is a mental game. It's mm-hmm. your mental game and thinking about, all right, I'm in this and how can I do that um, and make it positive? Because that was my thing for me is I can talk myself into a tizzy, if you will, where I'm like, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to make it. And fortunately, I can go outside. But I, I start to do, um, Karn and I laugh about it. We call it uh, Groundhog Day. We uh-huh. just like, all right, I got it. I'm through today. <laughs> And I'm going to be all right. And I go to bed and I wake up and I'm like, dang, it's happening again. You know, and you're figuring it out and it actually doesn't make it better. It kind of makes it worse because you keep doing it over and over. Yeah. So this thing, number one was, you know, reframe that how you feel and why you're doing it. And then number two is finding a rhythm or routine within your new normal. You know, how do I go with the flow? How do I try to do new things like you mentioned? Um, I'm going to be able to read. I'm going to be able to get some projects and things done like build that into your schedule like be deliberate about that because the brain wants to have that um but don't but don't don't overload it right so like i like number five on that list uh, make room for guilty pleasures you know that it's okay to binge on television if that's all you can handle at that moment you know like because you can then start to overdo it where you're like okay i gotta i gotta knock this quarantine out by developing a new schedule, a new routine, and I'm going to be awesome and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But then, you know, it's almost like you're just getting right back into the rat race that we just left. Um, True. Very true. And, and you're just doing it in a different location setup and, you know, don't like, this is our chance now where we, we have significantly fewer outside distractions pulling us away to really think about what, what does matter most and what, what do I, want to make sure I continue to value. Um, but then also, again, not forgetting to just to not have to fill every single, you know, gap and space with something. 
Um, yeah. again, that's where I think this, the, the beauty of boredom is, um, and then the science behind it and how, how really healthy it is for you to just, you know, um, let that mind wander, uh, a little bit so that it, it's, you know, it's still going to be doing its thing, but, um, you can take a lot of the anxiety out, you know, for yourself. Yeah. And if you can take it to that next step, whether that's a lens or a perspective or whatever, um, I was just talking to a colleague about that today where, so my kids are home from college. We're all in, we're all doing school and jobs and whatever right here and now. And because my kids are old enough to be in college to try and have that reframe and think about this, probably while we don't know how long it will be, and we're eating a ton of food and we're getting on top of one another and all that kind of that could be anxious is to pause, like you're saying, and think about, you know, this is probably the last time that my family of four will be together as a family of four the mm. rest of our lives. I mean, it might not happen, but yeah. instead of thinking that as a negative thing and we're on top of each other, like, well, let's take the moment as young adults and as adults because they're going to go off and they're going to have their careers and spouses potentially and maybe kids and whatever. Like, this is it, the final four, if you will, is within these months and to make that a positive thing. Agree. Agree. I I think um, I think most people would say that when they look back on this and say ten years, they're gonna be like, "I'm really glad that I had that time." Uh, I think those same people, and I include myself in that. W- what's been difficult is is you know you, there is that loss of independence for for many. Uh, they've just had to just deal with, uh, but. Again, if you can just go back to reframing and remembering this, you know, for the greater good, uh, then that might help, you know, uh, I guess, deal with the loss of independence piece. Uh, but then, yeah, just finding finding the grace, the gratitude of, you know, that you are, you know, and again, this isn't true for a, a lot of families out there, right? There are a lot of families that are like stuck um, and they don't get along and it's hell, um, yeah. being indoors. So I, I am cognizant of that, but at least for myself, um, you know, I, I am grateful that I like <laughs> and love <laughs> the people that I am quarantined with. Uh, sure. and, and it, and it, yeah, I think it's just a matter of finding then the, the new rhythm that is agreeable. It doesn't have yeah. to be ideal or awesome even, but just a place where you're in an agreeable state and, uh, and, and then, and then really then being appreciative of, right. of where that, where that is. Well, it's exactly like you said, again, COVID isn't, isn't this, it's about boredom and recognize that there are people across the world, honestly, that are in horrible circumstances because of the health or a loss of a loved one or whatever, but, um, trying to, one day, hopefully sooner rather than later, where we're going to be in um, a new normal. I don't know if we'll ever go back to whatever the pre-COVID was, but thinking about, again, the topic of boredom and uh, another article was about letting your kids be bored or even yourself, like you said, is being deliberate and purposeful about it and recognizing that it's okay that the Kids need to be able to have that time that the parents don't need to feel guilty or fill in any of that um, that time. Like they're not the the sole individual who provides the entertainment for for their children. Um, but 
to to really again take whatever we're in at the moment and then somewhere down the road where there is some time where the kid might be bored um it, and and let them be let them figure it out and, and and go from there rather than being the individual that constantly schedules them or it can turn into something that's overwhelming agree agree well i think that's an episode right there sounds good to me Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.